0: So it's the 5th of July 2022, it's also the 7th day of the waxing moon of the 8th lunar month. And at this time during the Buddha's uh, period, uh, the fully self-awakened Buddha was walking to uh, the grove of the seers in the deer park outside of uh, Varanasi, in order to teach the five ascetics. And this was through his great compassion, his compassion that we can't find any bounds or ends to. And this first teaching that he gave was very important. because we say, it set in motion the wheel of the Dhamma. We call the Dhamma Chakra, that started to spin on that day during this first teaching that he gave, so the kind of the heart of that teaching we all know well that the Buddha taught the very principles of nature, that everything that has uh, that all things arise, they persist for a while, and they cease. But this was something that no one else was able to find before him. They didn't know this truth before. Even though there were many recluses, hermits, who could get into profound states of jhana, even they didn't know this. But the Buddha was able to discover this by himself. And in order to do that, he needed to build his bharamis to an incredible degree. We can't find an end to his spiritual virtues. And also those who listened to this teaching, they too needed to build up their bharami. In order to listen to that dhamma, they had that aspiration to see the dhamma, to be the first who would know the dhamma in this dispensation of our Buddha. So the Buddha taught kind of, this heart of the Dhamma that all things that are of the nature to arise are of the nature to cease. And so it's just normal for things that arise to do this. So we see this as being normal. all day sickness and death, these are normal things. So we know that, we have that knowledge, but it's a knowledge without a seeing. We know, but we don't yet see. That understanding doesn't go in deep, it's not profound. When we know things, we know them in a worldly way, but we don't yet see them in terms of transcendence. Our seeing doesn't go above the world, it's still here in the world. For we all know that greed, hatred, and delusion, these are not good things. We know that jealousy is something bad, really all of these things, they're no good. We know this. In children, they know that, or some children who um, get angry quite easily, they know that that's not good, but they're just not able to restrain themselves from being that way, from getting involved in that anger. So it's not that they don't have any knowledge there. It's not that they don't know these things. Or like robbers, they know that stealing isn't good, but they still do it. And people who have these unwholesome livelihoods, they get their money through devious ways. They know that that's not good, but they still do it. And that gives rise to great amounts of loss and damage. So all of these people, they know, but they don't yet see. If we know and see, if those both come together, then there's clarity there. It's like seeing a snake, and knowing that that's a venomous snake, knowing that it's dangerous. And so we will be will go and touch it, or we won't. But what about a child who doesn't know that? They see the snake and they find it interesting, so they go and touch it and then it bites them. So there's actually a brahmin who did this. He saw a king cobra and he thought just how beautiful this creature is. It's got such a lovely head and hood. It's so beautiful. And he really liked it. But he didn't see the venom there within it. And so he went to touch that snake and it released its venom into him. And so there are great problems there. And he actually became blind because of that. And this is a true story. He thinks that he could go and stroke that snake and it wouldn't bite him. And So this is knowing but not seeing. But people who truly know they wouldn't do that. And it's as Ajahn Chah said, that if we see that venomous snake, and we see its venom, then that venom won't be able to affect us. And that's really how it is. So when the Buddha taught, he taught about normality. He said that all things that are of the nature to arise, it's normal for them to arise. So these are normal things, they're not amazing things, wondrous things. Everything that is normal for them to arise, whatever that is. And if they have that arising as their nature, then they also have cessation as their nature as well. And there's not a single thing that arises but doesn't cease. If it arises, it needs to cease. And so as the Buddha said, all things that are of the nature to arise are of the nature to cease. Yang kinchi samutaya dhammang sabbantang nirodha dhammanti And this is when the Brahman, Kodanya, saw into the Dhamma and gained clarity, gained understanding, that all forms and feelings, perceptions, uh, thoughts, and sense consciousness, all of these arise and they cease. So just like when our eyes see a form, there's a feeling that comes up there. And if there's no further contact, then that will cease. But we take all of those things, all of these things that have arisen and ceased already, to be me, to be mine. But if we have clarity around that, we'll see that that's not the case. They're not me, they're not mine, they're not self. So the Buddha taught this, that these things Aren't me. And then through seeing this, Anya Kondanya saw into the Dhamma. He knew the Dhamma, and he saw the Dhamma. But this knowing and seeing the Dhamma, they're the different things. If we really see the Dhamma, then we're able to abandon our wrong views. We see the Dhamma, then we see the Buddha. Just how initially. Kondanya, Brahman, he saw the Buddha, but just in his flesh. He hadn't yet actually seen the Buddha. But when he set his heart on listening to the Dhamma, and the Buddha said to him that, Have you ever heard me say before that I have awakened, that I have attained to the Dhamma? And these words, they reach very deeply into his heart that the Buddha had such soft and sweet speech like this. He said, have you heard me say this before? Have you heard me claim that I've attained? Have you ever heard me say that I have awakened? And Kundanya Brahman believed what he said, because he recollected that he had never heard the Buddha say this. He also thought back to the time when he was younger and he made the prediction that the Buddha would awaken. And so he set his heart on listening to the Dhamma and also because he was quite old then as well. So if we consider that at the time that he made that prediction as a young Brahman, he was perhaps around 20 years old and then the Buddha was 35 years old when he awakened, so it was probable that uh, the Brahman Kondanya was about 55 when he heard this first teaching. And so he really set his heart on listening to it, because he'd been waiting for such a long time to hear these teachings. He really focused on this Dhamma. And so wisdom arose. He saw the Dhamma. He saw into liberation, and his heart became free and bright. So is this difficult? Well, it's not above our spiritual virtues what we've accumulated if we really set our hearts on this. When the time is ripe, then our will come together. Sila, samadhi, Panyas, virtue, collectedness and wisdom gather together. And that's when we see that all forms and all mentality are not self. So we see the nature of them, that they all arise, they stay for a bit, and they cease. It's just that right now our minds are lacking peace, so we attach to these things as being me, belonging to me. But what we need to do is get our mind in balance, get things just right, walk this path of sila, samadhi, and panya. We collect our speech and our deeds through sila. But even though we do this, the mind is still quite chaotic and frantic, so we need to train in samadhi and sati and mindfulness so these become very firm, so that we have a sense of caution. And then wisdom arises through the objects of anicca, dukkha-anatta, this change and stress and not-self. So I've spoken about this occasion many times before, that one time I was listening to a teaching of Ajahn Chah, and he gave this example of different glasses. There was a small glass and a medium-sized glass and a large glass. So initially we see them as being glasses that they have this name following the conventions of language, glass. And if we have that first glass there and then we place another glass which is bigger than it next to it, then we feel as though that first glass is small and this new glass is big. But if we place an even larger glass next to it, Then we feel like that second glass shrinks it becomes smaller. And so knowledge arose right here, that really there is no big and small. There is no glass. Sila, Samadhi and Panya came together, saw into the nature of conventions, and saw into how these things are not-self, they don't really have any size. So my mind became bright, and there was this you know, deep recognition of the Dhamma. didn't have any doubts anymore. So if we practice, then we'll see, we'll see in this way, we'll see the Dhamma. And those who see the Dhamma, they see the Buddha. This is something that lay people are able to achieve as well. And so, maybe we have a lot of barami with us already, but we also need to create new barami as well. If our old barami is just a bit, then in this present moment we need to do a lot so that we can get our minds to an appropriate state for understanding. When we see into the Dhamma, our minds rise above the world, they reach this transcendence, this knowledge of transcendence. Because if our knowing is just a worldly knowing, that doesn't allow us to abandon greed, hatred, and delusion. But when we see the Dhamma, then our knowing goes beyond the world. You see, into lokuttara. We abide above cause and beyond effect, above birth and beyond death. And this is how Ajahn Chah put it. But if we still see things as birth and death, see, still see, that I'm the one who is born, that grows old, that gets sick, that dies. And we need to change that, so that we see it in terms of not-self, that this isn't me. It's just the nature of the body to be this way, this body which is a collection of earth, water, fire and air. And when it's just collected through these elements, or made out of these elements, then its breaking apart is the most normal thing in the world. And so the wise have said that if we are sad when someone passes away, when we're separated from them, why isn't it that we're sad when they're born? Usually when people are born, we're very happy. But when we're separated from them, then we become sad. But this is delusion that makes us feel this way. So we need to come back and train anew. But it's like that, it's normal, in the beginning, that all people in the world, they are this way. But when we're this way, and we take that nature that we have and train it, and then our minds can gain knowledge and wisdom. And we can see all things as being anicca, dukkha, anatta. We can see the Dhamma, like Venerable Anya Kundanya. There's another way that we can put it, another simile to use. It's like we're searching for one thing, and we keep looking for it, but we're not able to find it. And we think to ourselves, well, what cabinet did I put it in? Which drawer is it in? But then one day, eventually, we find that thing, and we think, ah, here it is, it's right here. So we find what we've been looking for. It's like right now, we're searching for the truth. And when we understand that, then we think, ah, it's just this way. Things are anicca, they change, they're a constant, just like this. And knowledge arises. So when this happens to Anya, Kondanya, Kondanya Brahman at that time, uh, the Buddha said, Kondanya knows, Kondanya knows. Anyasi watapo kodanyo, anyasi Watapo kodanyoti. Initially he understood this through perception, through memory. But his second understanding was through wisdom. And he was able to abandon things. He was able to change his state from one with defilements to a noble being. One whose mind was far away from the defilements. So for us, we need to train ourselves, because we have this highest goal, so we should set our hearts on achieving that.